You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday edition of Locked Locked on Pelicans halfway through the week. No game today. Next one coming up on Friday, but we still have a couple of things we want to discuss. We are going to talk about the Pelicans defense. Not necessarily what's going on there. We kind of know what the issues are. We'll talk, talk about it kind of at a high level, what their scheme is, what they're trying to do. And then we'll look at some of the crunch time woes. Why have the Pelicans been unable to close out some of these close games that they've been in? And then finally, the three-point shooting. Is it for real? We'll dive into all of that and maybe a little bit more in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So the defense has been bad. We know this. It is second worst in the league, only ahead of the Golden State Warriors. And basically, you can't name four out of the five starters for the Golden State Warriors at any given period of time. So that's not really an impressive thing to say you're at least not last. Basically, they're last is the way we can kind of look at it. So what's been going on? And first, I think it might help to kind of explain the scheme that the Pelicans are running. This is not even remotely a similar defense to what they did last year. This is a very aggressive defense that really focuses on trapping, containing, and blitzing opponent point guards and shooters to kind of get the ball out of their hands. You saw it on one of the final plays of the game against the Nets when Kyrie Irving had the ball and they sent two guys at him, one of the guards, one of the bigs to trap him and get the ball out of his hands. And this play is probably a microcosm of what went on or what's been going on for the entire year for New Orleans. So they trap him, get the ball out of his hands. Great. The first thing they've been doing defensively has always been good, but it's that extra pass, that extra cut that's been absolutely killing him. So they don't switch or they do, but it's very rare and not necessarily by design they might go to a switching scheme Houston under Jeff Bizdelic did this scheme that we're seeing them witness right now but when that didn't work when they suffered a ton of injuries they started switching just to make it a little bit easier it's a little bit simpler for New Orleans and relies on less ball pressure and better man-to-man defense which is actually what they've been pretty good with So maybe they do need to kind of dial it down. And they did against the Denver Nuggets. They went with a less aggressive scheme, and that's when they got their first win. But they tried to get right back to what they've been emphasizing all offseason, and then it's been losses ever since then. And I don't know if they should go away from this. If this is the scheme that you want to run, well, then guys need to learn it, and you kind of only figure a lot of this out by playing it kind of sometimes as simple as that just like we want Jackson Hayes to learn defense so go out and play some defense and you're going to make some mistakes but this has kind of been the issue and you can see how it can hurt the Pelicans both ways so when they trap the primary ball handler and try and force the ball out of there and then hopefully get a turnover off of all of these passes they're forcing the opponent to make well it takes two guys to trap someone so you've got your lead guard in Drew Holiday or Lonzo Ball pressuring the ball but you also send a big up really really high to also pick up one of these guys 
Well, it means you've got a big up top and not down low. And all of a sudden, if you can swing the ball around, you've got a big down low who probably is matched up on a smaller wing player or a guard, and it leads to easy shots. Or if you get by that, say a Russell Westbrook who did this a number of times to the Pelicans, could they anticipate the trap coming and just bursted by them on the way to the wing or on the way to the rim? They're giving up an absolute ton of shots at the rim. Yeah, it's not good. You want to be shooting in the restricted area, not necessarily even the paint, but in the restricted area. And the Pelicans are allowing opponents to do just that. But here's where the other issue comes in, and it gets kind of compounded, and this is why they have really the worst defense or second worst defense in the league. Say they don't blitz by you and just go to the rim and kind of attack and try and score with an easy layup or a dunk. If they start swinging the ball around and now all of a sudden the Pelicans defense is scrambling to rotate over and rotate over and cover where that extra pass is going to, you're going to find an open three-point shooter. And teams have been. Again, the Pelicans are giving up the most shots at the rim and from the three-point line. And most of those threes are wide open. Now, this is partially what the Pelicans want. It's a little bit by design. They want bad shooters taking three-point shots. When the Pelicans have played Lonzo Ball in the past, like last year, they let him bomb from deep 15 times. I think he hit three of them. That's what you want. That seems like a good defensive strategy, right? But here's the thing with that. It's not just bad shooters that are getting the ball. You can't leave Joe freaking Harris open on the th- on the perimeter for the dagger icing three that happened the other night against the Brooklyn Nets. So this is where everything's kind of been going wrong with the Pelicans. And in the one game, they didn't kind of do what they do. They got the victory. And it also helped Denver miss a lot of wide open threes. But again, by design, they're banking on some of those guys missing it. It's kind of a high risk, high reward defense that requires some very, very smart players to realize, okay, now is not the time to blitz the ball handler. I need to stay with my guy and trust my teammates. Or, hey, this other guy went and trapped. Now I need to rotate over. And they just don't know when to rotate over. They seem a little bit confused about what they should be doing. And that's why you see a lot of these backdoor cutters coming through and guys just kind of cruising down the lane, getting an easy pass from someone on the perimeter and more or less scoring at will. It's been rough and this is just compounding everything their offenses look good in the half court so far and i actually and we'll talk about this believe in the pelicans three-point shooting but you'd like to see more points in the fast break very very much so and the pelicans haven't been doing that and that is really the core of their identity they're also giving up a lot of points in the fast break and giving uh, opponents easy buckets too because they're so confused on who covers who or let's go double this guy but not take away the open man in the fast break that it's easy just to kind of get a layup when you're playing you know, even three on three in a fast break situation because one guy's doubled. So New Orleans has been just bad on this end and you can make the claim that they should start switching more that it'd be a little bit easier maybe they should be less aggressive at least till you get a guy like Derek Favors back or Zion Williamson back who can maybe help with some of the rebounding which will alleviate at least the second chance points that New Orleans has been giving up a ton of but if you got to have them learn this eventually well then you got to have them learn this eventually and it's going to take some lumps to do so and that's kind of what you're seeing here so if you need to get some victories yeah Go with a simpler defensive scheme. I don't know how that'll impact the offense. It certainly will have some measurable impact on them. But maybe you just need to kind of wait this out and see if things improve. It's only been seven games. That really isn't enough to kind of figure out what's working, what isn't necessarily. Certainly this isn't working, but it doesn't mean they can't do it. 
I'm not sure. And so I think we need to maybe wait and see that just a little bit more, which we're probably going to, though I wouldn't be shocked if on Friday the Pelicans run a different defensive scheme, but we've got to wait and see. But that's where they need to improve. The issues to start the year are right there. It's not Drew Holiday's offense. They've been fine. It's the defense, plain and simple. But while the defense is the main culprit, doesn't mean their offense has been perfect. And in crunch time, there's been some issues there. We're going to look at that in the next segment here. But before we get to that today's show, brought to you by my bookie. I love this time of year. Basketball is underway. I'm staying up super late tonight on a weeknight to watch a bunch of basketball and talk about it on multiple podcasts. I actually like this. It's awesome. I saw the college season started. I put on a bit of Duke and Kansas earlier in the year. It was one versus four. That's awesome. We get, or it's two versus three, whatever it was. We got a one, four, something like that coming up. It's awesome. We've got some big games. It's a lot of fun. It's sweater, sweater weather. There's leaves on the ground. And now we've got threes from downtown for some it's fall season, but the rest of us it's ball season pro and college ball are tipping off and there's no better way to feel part of the action than to have a stake in the game with my Whether you're betting a little or betting a lot to hit those big, big payouts with parlays or just knowing who's going to win the game and going after that one. You're going to want to bet this season. And if you do, the smart thing is to go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to basically double your cash free money. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So the Pelicans have been pretty rough in crunch time, which is defined by a team being ahead or behind by five points with less than five minutes to go in this one in the last five minutes of the game. And the Pelicans have been in five such games a couple of years ago. They were really good in these situations. This year, we, we already know the answer. They're, they're 0-5. Um, we don't want to say that too loudly. And they look bad during that time. And it's not necessarily a style thing. They're kind of... Playing around the pace they want, it's a little bit slower than you'd like. But at the end of the game, it's going to slow down. Things are going to slow down, and there's not a whole lot you can do. But they've really struggled in this, and I've gone back and watched most of their possessions from crunch time. They just can't hit shots. I think it's actually the like we don't need to overthink this. Sometimes it's pretty simple. Just like the reason the Pelicans are losing is it's the defense. The reason they came back against the Nets was because they started shooting well in the third quarter. We'll touch touch on that in a second here. But overall, sometimes it's just not going your way, and it's happened a bunch to the Pelicans. In these five games, they are shooting 29% from the field, including under 20%, under 19% from three. And they're doing that on pretty much solid attempts, at least from deep. They're just not able to hit things, whether it's they don't have a guy who can really close games out. And we've seen Drew Holiday not be great at end of game situations, whether it's just Brandon Ingram hasn't really been able to get the ball. And he tried to do some things against the Nets, but just couldn't because defenses key in on those guys that are going to try and burn you. And Brandon Ingram's one of them Um, getting double teamed, getting kind of swallowed up when he attacked the rim. And when you only shoot 18.8% from deep in crunch time, yeah, you're not going to make teams pay in 29% overall. They have just been very unlucky during that stretch. And part of it's 
just missing shots and there's not a whole lot you can do. But some of it is also just they need to get some guys who are a bit of a better closers out there, guys you trust a little bit more. Lonzo Ball hasn't been in crunch time because, frankly, you don't want him going to the free throw line should he be fouled. So the Pelicans have really struggled there, and it's just, yeah, they can't stop uh, opponents and they can't hit shots. They have the worst offensive rating by far in crunch time. Their defensive rating isn't the worst. It's right in the middle of the pack when it comes, or sorry, no, it's in the bottom 10. I misread that. So they've looked rough there, but they don't really turn the ball over during crunch time. They just still have trouble getting stops because of these defensive miscues. Again, go back to that play I talked about in the first segment against the Brooklyn Nets of, cool, you got the ball out of Kyrie's hands. That was what you wanted to do. Then you got it into these other guys' hands and you just needed to stay in front of your guy and not make a weird double team that wasn't what you were supposed to do and leave open a wide open Joe Harris. And unfortunately, that's just kind of the way things gone. It's just coming together, taking time, and I don't know if it's been the lineup issues or just bad shooting or maybe a mix of both. The Pelicans crunch time cannot by a shot going 0 for 5 um, on the season during those times. They were good at this before. Now, they've proven and they've done studies that there isn't like a clutch trait or anything like that. It's not like some are better than others. It's just sometimes these things have weird swingy variants to them. And this season, it is not going the Pelicans' way. But worth keeping an eye on should they get into another close game in the future. While the three-point shooting's been bad in crunch time, clutch time, it's been good at other times. And I want to take a look at this because this is maybe the first time I really believe in the Pelicans' three-point shooting. Before we get to that, though, today's show also brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. Three-point shooting. How many years did we lament the lack of three-point shooting on the Pelicans team put around Anthony Davis? God, that was always the dream, right? Just to have him and four shooters around him. Well, it seems like they found the shooting after he has gone, and maybe we'll get to see Zion and four shooters around him at some point. But the Pelicans right now are bombing away from three. They take the third most three-point attempts per game in the league, averaging a cool 40 40 doesn't even lead the league, which tells you where the way the way the league's been trending. They are seventh in three-point percentage. Let's round up to make the number look a little bit nicer. 38% from deep. That is good for eighth in the league. A whopping 41.7% uh, of all shot attempts for the Pelicans come from deep. That is sixth most in the league in terms of uh, percentage of all field goal attempts. They're bombing and they're good at this. And there's no, like, you can't say otherwise, even if you want to throw some things at me, which some people were doing on Twitter the past couple days. Brandon Ingram is shooting 48.6% from deep on five attempts per game. JJ Reddick has had one bad shooting game from three, just one. And he's shooting 43% from deep on six attempts per game. Etuan Moore in the two games, he's played 40% on two and a half attempts. Kenrich Williams has elevated his shooting percentage and been more consistent. 39% on 2.6 three-point attempts per game. Even Lonzo Ball, the much maligned Lonzo Ball, 38.6% on over six attempts from deep per game, 6.3. Josh Hart taking an even six 
averaging 38.1%. Frank Jackson averaging four attempts per game, 37%. Nicolo Melli, 2.3 attempts per game, 35%, 30, 36% from deep. And then you've got Drew Holiday kind of holding it down at the bottom, shooting 33% from deep on 5.4 attempts per game. So if he trickled that up a little bit, one more make per game, his numbers would send the team numbers really, really high. I believe in this. It's been seven games. They're shooting a lot of threes. They're making it. And when you look at the guys who are hitting these, I trust them. I trust J.J. Redick to hit threes. I trust Josh Hart to hit threes. I trust Kenrich Williams, each one more, and even Frank Jackson. Drew Holiday, a little bit less so. Lonzo Ball, maybe a little bit less so too, but he's proven he can hit them if open. And then Brandon Ingram, I don't think he's going to shoot close to 50% from deep on the season. But, I mean, that dude can cook, and he can definitely shoot. I trust him shooting from deep right now. I trust the entirety of this Pelicans team shooting from deep. But there, while all of this is really good, and it's the reason their half-court offense looks so good, the this could come crashing down. It might in crunch time if you just go cold. Or the first half against the Nets when they were completely cold, and it took until a really hot third quarter for them to get going. So it's one of those things that can giveth and taketh away, but I think it's going to giveth more often than not. But there's some other issues with it, and that's mainly this is going to change when Zion Williamson comes back. Without him in the lineup, they were going to shoot more from three because he's not taking 12, 15 shots per game down low. So that three-pointer uh, three percentage of your shots being threes is going to drop which is probably a good thing. They also don't get to the line very often. They're actually 28th worst in this in terms of free throw attempts per field goal attempts. That's not a good ratio to have. Um, and when Zion, in part, so the main reason because of that is when you're shooting threes, you're not getting fouled. It doesn't happen all that often. You need to drive and attack the rim in order to get fouled or at least take it a little bit closer than you know 24-foot jumpers. So when Zion comes back, that should change too. But you do definitely need to try and get to the line a little bit more, particularly when Zion's back, so that you can keep racking up uh, free throw attempts. He should be able to help get this team in the bonus earlier than they've been getting there if they get there at all. And so when Zion comes back, you want to maximize that. Now, the Pelicans were never able to do that around Anthony Davis or DeMarcus Cousins when both of those guys were able to get to the line quite often and no one else was. And it's yet to be seen if a guy like Brandon Ingram can do it. We know that Lonzo Ball doesn't want to do it. But can anyone else step up and draw some fouls, get some free throws? That's going to just make life easier for Zion. So this could change very much once Zion comes back, whenever it is that he comes back. And I think that's going to be a big thing to keep an eye on. They can bomb it, and that bodes well to put around Zion. I want to see him with some shooters out there on the court and what that does to the league and if that really works. But you also can't only do that. You definitely want to get to the line, get those easy points, and it'll remain to be seen if once they get Zion back and the three-pointers go down, do you get more free throws? I'm not sure that they will, and that might be a bit of a concern when it comes to this offense. But again, remains to be seen. This is just kind of the theme of everything right now. We've got to wait a little bit more, and it's just going to take some time, unfortunately, and that might mean losses pile up during that stretch so we'll see so that's going to do it for this edition of locked on pelicans thank you all for listening don't forget subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from thanks to mybookie.ag and indochino for sponsoring today's show as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all tomorrow